Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Hello, and welcome back to the School for Small Business podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Millard. Today, I am here with guest Becky Asti. I'm so so excited I couldn't get your name out. Um, Becky, I'm really excited because you are a relationship coach and you work with women. But more importantly, one of the things that I love about your approach is how you really focus on like we can control ourselves in relationships. And a lot of the time when we come back to taking care of ourselves and um, nurturing our minds and our bodies, then everything else seems to start falling into place. So I'm really excited to chat today, especially for all the women who are listening that are wives, mothers, in business, and we have all of that to juggle. So I can't wait for you to pour into everyone. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got here? I'd love to hear your story and really how things started to change for you. Yeah, I'd love to. And I didn't get here because we've just killed the marriage game for our entire marriage. We actually came real close to calling it quits and failing. We got married super young, um, 21. I was 21. He was 23. And pretty early on, I noticed this toxic dance, which at the time I just called chase and run, where I'd chase, he'd run. Along my journey, I picked up different labels like anxious attachment style and avoidant attachment style and codependency and addiction and dove into trying to fix what felt like super off in our marriage when we were good when we were good but when we weren't we weren't and so for a decade I spent money time energy everything we could on you know traditional talk therapy couples counseling retreats workshops books listen to podcasts only to find ourselves two kids later separated and on the verge of divorce And that's when I stumbled upon somatic work. It was a program, this woman on Instagram of all places that I found her, she taught wives how to repair connection by moving trauma out of the body. And so since then, it's just opened me up to what I now have distilled into my own six-month program teaching highly ambitious wives how to repair connection and intimacy by doing just the same, moving trauma out of the body. And so the surprise, though, at the end of all of this was it not only saved my marriage, like took it from dying to thriving, but it spilled into breakthroughs in business, health, wealth, you know, parenting, my purpose, spirituality. Uh, This kind of work just changed the entire course of my life. This is what I'm so excited about, because oftentimes we feel like we can have a great marriage, but an okay business, we can have a great business, but an okay marriage. And it's like, we almost think we can't have both. And we don't know how to really deal with it. But the key is not the business or the marriage, it's us, right? 
So what are, can you tell me, like, what are the kinds of things when you talk about somatic work for anybody who hasn't done that before? Like, what does that look like for you to work with somebody and kind of what's the approach? Yeah, if I were to sum it up, I don't know if you've heard of the book, Stacy, the Body Keeps the Score. It's a really popular book now. But Mm -hmm. if I were to give one thesis statement to the work that I do, it's that the body keeps the score of what we've survived, of the trauma that we've been through. And it comes out in different ways that we're just very accustomed to. Like in our Western society, you know, anxiety, um, panic attacks, headaches, chronic illnesses, bloating, fatigue, like all of these physical symptoms that it's almost gotten to this point where it's like, well, doesn't everyone have all of that? You know, like I'm an American and this is really not normal. It's not natural. It's not how we were designed to live and operate. And in fact, these symptoms can be really powerful messengers into what is the deeper emotional need or wound that we need to heal. And so to sum it up, it's the body keeps the score in order to bridge connection again with our partner or take it to the next level in our business or with our kids or with ourselves. We've got to go into the body to move that trauma out. I just find this so fascinating all the time because I have seen, well, first of all, we always talk about how business is like the best personal development journey, right? Um, But I just think it's so fascinating because I've seen some people who have really done this work on themselves and how business changed for them. Like they went in thinking like, I'm going to change my family life. But then you're right, like business has just evolved so much because of how we relate to the people, our customers, our employees, like all of that. Can you just kind of sum up some of the benefits that you've seen with your clients on the business side of things? Yeah. I mean, even the trajectory, because before doing what I do now, like I was on a completely different career path. I was in network marketing and, you know, successful in that. And then doing all of this healing helped me for the first time realize like, wait, I am not aligned in this. Like now I know how to trust myself. Now I know how to even hear my intuition because I've cleared out trauma from my body so much that I can even like know how to understand like, oh, this is my gut, you know, and I can trust it. And so it completely changed the trajectory of putting me on this path now um, of marriage coaching. But as far as, you know, where it's shown up now in this realm is it's so similar to the same wounds that I brought into my marriage, which were in abandonment wounds. My dad died really suddenly when I was 18. And ever since then, you know, any relationship I was in and definitely in my marriage, it was a lot of fear of being abandoned or like, is he going to get tired of me? Or, you know, I have to like work to keep him close to me. And so that completely showed up in my business too. Like I have to like work to keep it rolling all the time and was just strung out on hustle and didn't know how to stop or put it away. And I would get into this shame spiral, especially when it was like my kids were taking the brunt of that or my husband, you know, like neglecting the people that are the most important to me because I don't know how to shut the laptop or I don't know how to detach from the phone and I'm constantly, you know, wanting to work. And so healing these deep abandonment wounds at this deep level and learning for the first time how to rest apart from what I'm producing has only attracted greater abundance in my business, deeper relationships with my clients, more ideal clients. Um, It's, yeah, completely changed the game when it comes to the business side of it. 
I can relate to that. Like wanting, obviously, like in your marriage to feel seen and supported and all of that. But then also it's almost like sometimes if we're not getting that in our relationship, then we actually look for it more from our business, right? We're working longer hours because we're like, I want these customers to be so happy. And we almost like pride ourselves on it. Like I went above and beyond for all these people. And we sometimes all those things that we really label as like a positive, like I, I went above and beyond for these people or like I work so hard is like, we're labeling it as a positive and it's really almost acting detrimentally to us Mm -hmm. and other people praise that too like oh you're such a hard worker or you're such a go-getter or you know you know how to you're so resilient like just people trying to be positive but it's reinforcing that like yes this is my only identity and I can't operate outside of this like things are going to fall apart if I'm not constantly pushing I think it's so interesting. I was having a conversation with my mom this morning about how like in our early 20s, it's like we're trying to find ourselves and we're we're not sure like who we are yet. But the only thing we know is that we get praised for the Mm -hmm. work that we do. Mm -hmm. And it's like it becomes a habit. And now it's like 20 years later, I'm looking back and like maybe there was that wasn't the right way to go. Right. Like, but how what what else would I do? So like, how do you work with clients if you're like, okay, we can't just be labeled for the work that we do and what we produce. And also we, if we don't do that, we're going to feel obviously we're chasing it for a reason. But like, how do we start breaking that down? You're saying so we move the trauma from our body. Is there other things that you do that you're like, hey, we have to start? How do you become okay with rest? (laughs) Mm -hmm. How do we start doing all that? Well, you pointed to it earlier, just like what I find the most, it was me and then all of my clients is the hustling and the producing is our way of coping with the pain of something that's hurting deeper down. So in my case, it's a lot of women whose marriages are crumbling. And so we're going to this hyper achieving to soothe the pain. And it's just an area where we feel successful when at home, it's not feeling like a success. And so it's a track we get stuck on and it's a nervous system that we get stuck in. You know, it's the technical term is your sympathetic nervous system. It's that fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response. Most people have heard the first three. The fawn one sometimes throws people like, what's that mean? And basically, it's just people pleasing. So when we feel threatened or in a state of survival, like we are seeking for affirmation from people and trying to like make sure we're good with people in many different ways. Um, and so that's where we get stuck. The it's not bad to have a sympathetic nervous system. We need it for survival or else we'd have a car coming, you know, at us full speed and we wouldn't know to jump out of the way because there's danger. Like it is important, but the problem is when it becomes so habitual and we're in this like unconscious trance of just surviving and not really living. And so the very baby steps, first steps to break it is for me and my clients, it's been just simple grounding tools that are not rocket science. And it's easy enough that your own kids can understand. And I encourage everyone to pass them to their kids because I wish I had this growing up. It's not what was taught to our generation. Um, But some examples of grounding tools. I mean, one of the first ones that I started practicing anytime I was triggered was the five senses. So it's in a moment of trigger of, you know, nervous system activation of like wanting to just hustle, go, 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 stopping and naming five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can physically touch, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. 
And what that does is it gets you out of this ruminating in your head, you know, flight response, fight response, and back into that parasympathetic nervous system, that nervous system that says, I am safe, I can rest, I can digest, I'm back in my body. And so that's just one of many. You can Google grounding tools. And I just try to lay all all of the you know popular ones out for my clients and they get to decide which ones end up working for them because we're all different. So I learned a lot about the nervous system like years into my business that I wish I'd learned like decades before. But one of the things that really stands out to me is that I never noticed where I was at. So if you were saying to somebody like if you, you know, you look from the outside and you're like, oh, wow, like this is this person is there. But like Mm -hmm. we need to wave the flag at them like it doesn't have to be this way. Get their attention. What kind of things are you talking to them like, hey, do you notice this is going on with you? Because like they're probably pretty in it and not seeing the forest for the trees. Right. Yeah, the biggest thing I try to reflect back to them and get them to start making connections with and becoming aware of is their body because we do live in a society that we're super detached from our bodies. That's like really the goal is to come back home to our bodies with this kind of work, to feel at home in our bodies, to feel safe in our bodies Um, because we are very unconscious, you know, and we live 95% of the time up in our heads and just kind of on autopilot. So what I try to reflect back to new clients is like, as they're sharing, whatever their challenge is, is asking them like, where do you feel that in your body? What's going on in your body right now as you're telling me this? And some women are like, I don't know, because there's that much detachment. That's where a lot of us start, right? And it's like, it's okay. Let me just walk you through, like, how's your jaw right now? Is it clenched or is it, you know, loose? And they're like, oh, yeah, I didn't even realize I was clenching it. Okay, how's your throat? Like, oh, yeah, it's actually super, super tight and it hurts when I touch it. The muscles are like hard as concrete. How's your breath? Like, sometimes it's really shallow. So just helping them scan through and notice what's going on in the body can help you to even realize like, oh, wait, okay, maybe there is something going on here. And a lot of what I do too is just trying to dissolve shame. A lot of women are spiraling in this shame storm. And so using, you know, personal examples of like, I remember when I was here just to let them know, like, I'm with you, there's no judgment, but also to help them maybe start thinking about like, oh, wait, like, I just thought this is how things were always supposed to go. I just didn't know there was another option to not hustling my heart out, you know, or not juggling a million things at once, or I didn't know that you could take like an entire week off in the middle of busy season. So just offering them this alternative of like, there is another way to live and women are super successful, you know, and living a balanced life. Like, do you think you could consider that possible? Mm. I think that the piece about shame really stood out to me and just that reflection of like, how you kind of approach it, because I can recognize that like, when I was in that moment of hustle, 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 had somebody just said, like, it doesn't have to be this way, I'd have been like, yeah, 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 like, you don't get it. Yeah. But, like, how you reflect it back to them. And um, that sounds so powerful. Like, I would have been like, okay, I feel seen here. Like, you know, it's okay that we're here. It's not something to be shame shameful about. It's, this is what we've been taught. 
Yeah. And it's not your fault. And it's okay for it to feel freaking terrifying and threatening at first. A lot of women, the idea of slowing down feels like a threat because your nervous system doesn't know the difference between what's healthy and not. It just knows what's familiar. And so if you've been in hustle, go, go, go for so long, one, it's not your fault. Two, it makes total sense that it feels like (laughs) the idea of doing a meditation feels like death. And so, so much of it is just easing into very slowly what feels comfortable enough where you're stretching yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone, but not so much that you're re-traumatizing yourself. This is also really interesting to me because I just had a guest on um, that was talking about like our actual physical body and how when we're young, like as women, our um, ovaries kind of like dictate a lot of our hormones and basically then how our brains think and process things. And then as we get older, we actually shift to our adrenals. So what I didn't know is like you burn out your adrenals, like you deal with all this stress and the hustle in your 20s, you really start paying Mm -hmm. for it in your 30s, right? And it's almost like now it becomes a full-time job to battle that because your body literally doesn't have, it's like wearing out a knee. Like you don't have the ability to cope with things the way that you used to. So it's like, I just look back, I keep saying like in my twenties, I'm like, I wish somebody would have taught me this stuff. Like my marriage would have been different. My business Mm -hmm. would have been different. Life would have been different. And then how I'm raising my kids definitely is, is different now, but it's, it's so incredibly important. And with you, Stacey on that. Yep. Yeah. So what are some things, can I ask you like women business owners specifically when they're coming to you and they're like, I've got all of this on my plate. Maybe they're coming to you for their marriage. But what what kind of things do you get them to start incorporating where they're probably telling you, like, I don't have time, like, I've got this business to run, I've got these kids at home, like, I don't have time for a lot. Where are you starting with them? And like, how do you really make some progress fast? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the first things I even check with them to see if they're a good fit for the program is I let them know, you know, our most successful clients, they'll devote about one to two hours a week to healing their marriage and their nervous system It ends up being like nine minutes a day on the low end. So do you feel like you have that capacity, first of all? And most women are like, yeah, I can make nine minutes, you know, happen a day. But um it's the stuff that I teach is what you can take with you wherever you go, wherever you are, whether you're cooking or you're in the car, or you're in bed, you know, it's, it's very body oriented. Uh, at the very beginning, the simple stuff is just learning those grounding techniques that are really going to work for bringing you back into a state of safety. But it's, it's stuff that can be done, you know, whether it's the instruction that you're listening to from the modules, you can play that in the car, you know, on your way to work or wherever. And then the different ways to just soothe your nervous system and break that pattern of threat and survival mode is, yeah, while you're laying down and you do box breathing. I'll just pull out another example. You know, box breathing is a simple one where you're, you can breathe in the nose for three seconds, hold for three seconds, breathe out the mouth for three seconds and hold for three seconds. And just the intentional breath work can be another anchor for you in those moments that you're go, go, go. And the kids are like around your ankles screaming. I love that though, like nine minutes a day. I heard this like Tony Robbins quote years ago that's like he said something about like 10 minutes a day. It's like literally people are like, no, I don't have 10 minutes. It's like, then you don't have a life (laughs) because if you don't have 10 minutes in your day to do something for yourself, 
Like that is not a life. And that's even a bigger red flag that a change needs to happen. Mm, that's so a good point. I love that. And, and everything becomes a habit, right? Like you're working through a program, but everything that you're teaching, it's not like, you know, you're going to have to devote. Yeah. You're going to do it in the future, but it's not like you're devoting that mental time and energy. It becomes a habit. It just becomes mm -hmm. a way of life. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The first check I would say is, do you have an Instagram? If you have an Instagram, you have nine minutes. <laughs> if you don't, <laughs> then yeah. If you really don't have nine minutes, that's a good Tony Robbins, you know, piece of wisdom. This is, you deserve to be living. And that's where a lot of women are. They're, they've shown that they can survive. They've done that really well. They're re resilient. They can pull themselves up by their bootstraps, but they're at this point now where it's like, I'm done surviving. I'm ready to thrive. Wow. That's so powerful. Um, I have two questions. One piece, can you give us one piece of advice that you haven't covered yet that I let, you're like, I really need to get this out to everybody listening? Uh, a lot of the work that I do, I mean, is with women learning how to restore intimacy in their relationship. But what I'll say, especially for these listeners, is intimacy, intimacy restoration is needed in business and in money if you want to reach you know, your next level. And so if you feel like you're hitting your upper limits and these ceilings, nervous system work, somatic work, these are like kind of buzzwords of the work you can benefit greatly from getting into if you want to reach break breakthroughs in these different areas. It's a relationship, your relationship with your businesses, you know, your relationship with money. And the reason this is so powerful to get into the somatics, like into the body of it is just to geek out with you for a second. We've all got this um, vagus nerve that runs from the base of our skull to the bottom of our spine. And it's like the big kahuna nerve, the super highway of information of internal neurotransmitters constantly running up and down our spine. So with this, you know, highway of information, only 20% of these neurotransmitters are going from our brain to our body and 80% are going from our body to our brain. So if we're trying to elevate in business or relationships or in parenting or whatever area, a lot of the things that we go to is like affirmations, right? Or like mindset work or visualizations, reading books, listening to different speakers, podcasts, um, traditional talk therapy. All of these things are great, but it's just 20% of the puzzle. And so if you feel like a salmon swimming upstream or you're spinning your wheels or worst case scenario, if it's getting worse and you're experiencing like re-traumatization, consider working with the 80%. Like this is already the natural flow of the messages going through your body. And so when you can learn to work with your nervous system instead of against it, seriously, miracles happen, guys. <laughs> This is so profound because I feel like that's everybody talks about mindset, like the mindset, the mindset. Mm -hmm. And there's almost this assumption that if you just changed your mindset on it, like, why do you have to look at it like it's a negative? Like, oh, this is for you. And, and then you feel like you're fighting like uphill. You're like, this isn't working. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's not making it any easier. So what you just said, like, I've never heard that. And it's just like just changed my life. So I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't you start with the 80, 20? I'm obsessed with the 80, 20 rule. I'm like, let's do the easiest thing. Yes. The 80, 20. That's like, yeah, if I could have one thing you remember from this whole conversation, it's that, and it can add to more shame, more fuel to the fire. Right. When people are like, just change your mind. It's like, Oh, like you just made that sound really simple. Like, why is this not working for me? Um, 
so again, it's not that you're broken or you're incapable. Like I felt stuck for so many years in all of these different areas that we just talked about. And then I learned to work with the 80% and I'm like, oh my God, I've been sitting on this my whole life. Why am I just now learning about this? Well, and I imagine it's just like so much less effort, right? Like you're trying to like that 20%, like you're jamming it in like everything all day. It's exhausting because only a bit of it really is almost like Mm -hmm. that's only being picked up a little bit where it's like you could put in significantly less effort Yeah. when it's being absorbed better. Anyways, okay, I'm I'm like going to text my friends. <laughs> Be like, by the way, we're doing it all wrong. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Where can everybody find you? Your program? I want to. I want everybody to know where to start their journey. Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm sure Stacy will pop my link in the show mm-hmm. notes. And then I'm the host of your Breakthrough Blueprint podcast. And that's where we talk about all things beyond marriage. So yes, marriage, but also breakthroughs in health, wealth, relationships, spirituality, purpose, parenting, and more. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Becky. Thanks for changing lives in like 20 minutes here. <laughs> Thank you, Stacy. I was so glad to come in. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the School for Small Business podcast. That's right. I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend. Because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know, you want to send a letter, but any way you want to share, I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners.